I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. Yeah, thanks for making us part of your precious Saturday morning with you till one today. Kevin Michael Whitey Gleason and, of course, the one and only John Dickinson, fresh off 49er duties last night. J.D., is it true? I heard a rumor that uh, reporters allowed back in the locker room last night. Yeah, for the first time wow. following a game since the NFC Championship game in 2020. So January the 19th, 2020, when the 49ers beat, ironically enough, the Green Bay Packers to go to the Super Bowl. And for the first time overall since, I think it was two days after the Super Bowl, when the 49ers had lost and then had their, their locker room clean-out day, uh, really the, the last chance before everybody went into the offseason to get some, some final thoughts on that game. So, yeah. February the 4th of 2020, the last time anybody was in the 49er locker room. Wow. Well, I know it's always dangerous, really dangerous to get excited about the preseason. But, J.D., what a day for the 49ers. They look good. A handful of rookies looked, dare I say, great last night. And is it just me, J.D., or is it possible that the Jimmy Garoppolo trade market may be heating up? Yeah, it may it may be, although I think it, it cooled. I know I was joking last night with... Uh, Tim Kawakami of, of The Athletic, uh, a little bit about oh the, the private jet that had Jimmy Garoppolo on his way to New York during the game. Like, where was Jimmy? I it might have been over Nebraska when they, they had to turn it around and, and head back to the Bay because it sounds as if, and we've had a little bit more news on Zach Wilson, the, the Jets quarterback, that, that only going to be out two to four weeks when it looked like maybe he had an ACL. I know just uh, right before we were starting the show, Adam Schefter, uh, and others uh, in New York reporting that it's a, a meniscus injury and Wilson going to undergo surgery to figure out just the severity of it, but he's going to get the, the meniscus shaved, and so he's only going to be out two to four weeks at this point. So even the long end of a four-week uh, time-off period, rehab period for Zach Wilson would still put uh, NFL opening day, the opening Sunday, is four weeks from tomorrow. So he, there's a possibility that he could not miss any game action at all if everything goes according to plan. So well, yeah. scratch that off the list. Turn the private jet around, Whitey. I hate to say this, J.D. I'm not going to scratch it completely off the list because anybody who's familiar with a particular warrior who had a meniscus injury knows that sometimes these things um, take longer to heal than they're supposed to. All that said, 
Good for Zach Wilson. Good for the Jets. I know that initially there was a lot of speculation that he torn his ACL. Uh, Robert Sala said even last night that, no, we, we think it's intact. We'll wait till the MRI. So thank you for that update. All right. So it looks like uh, a meniscus injury only for Zach Wilson, and he's only going to be out a month. So, all right. Yeah. Cooling back down a little bit. The Jimmy Garoppolo trade market. By the way, J.D., I mean, I understand you're a young quarterback. You're trying to make an impression. But in that situation, I think you got to go out of bounds or slide, right? You do. And I think that's one of the, the, the underrated plays last night yes. to kind of bring it back to Trey Lance. Was, you know, we're going to focus on the, the bomb to, to Danny Gray and Danny Gray's speed. And he turned on the Jets a little bit. But uh, I thought it was interesting that, that after the game, Trey Lance had, had indicated that, that his – slide as somebody that had never slid before in his life uh, was the play of the night for him on that that third and and seven scramble and and one of the boxes for all the things we're learning about Trey Lance what can he and can he not do Whitey uh, sliding was something that I know had been discussed and was was actually on my little checklist Mm. of let's find out if he's worked on it or can do it if he's going to be as mobile at times as, as I think the 49ers and the 49ers fans believe he will be. Yeah, John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason with you on 95-7 The Game, basking in the afterglow of a 49er preseason win over the Packers. J.D., I was uh, in for Mark Willard earlier this week, and Dibs and I were talking a lot about um, you know Trey Lance and how he struggled with his accuracy at times in camp. And I mentioned the numbers that I think were in The Athletic about his completion percentage. And understandably, Dibs and a lot of people were like, come on. It doesn't matter, you know, on camp what a guy's completion percentage is. I get that. At the same time, there have been some real concerns with Trey's accuracy, and I think there still are. So that's why last night, what was he, four or five? Uh, I think that is something to keep an eye on going forward, just because of the fact that, well, we now know he was dealing with a finger injury throughout last year that affected his grip of the ball and the way he was throwing the ball. You've been at camp. I I know last night, I'm not trying to, you know, say, oh, no, this guy's falling because he looked really good last night. But I still think that's an issue going forward. I mean, check the box for last night but his accuracy i still think is an open question yeah and accuracy could still lead to you can you can have completed passes that aren't accurate and i thought there was there was one good point completion last night that that was inaccurate but i think that the overview of it for me and and look you want to see the four or five and and the big ball to to danny gray but but to me that was you you go through some of the the boxes checked I, I thought Lance looked accurate last night. The deep ball was on point. And I'm not so much concerned about the, the numbers or the stats from training camp and the and the fifty to fifty five percent completion percentage. Like I that that doesn't that, that's not an issue for me, but but being out there and watching most of these practices, there are throws that aren't necessarily him taking a chance or a byproduct of the 49ers elite defense. They're throws that just should be there and be completed against any NFL defense, right? Receiver gets mm-hmm. open, throwing the ball toward the sideline in particular. You need to, to drop that throw in there and have it be a completion. Uh, you know, throwing a ball maybe over the middle behind a receiver. You know, th- those are the types of plays that were not being made as consistently at practice as I would have anticipated they would have been you know, being made. I thought last night is an indicator of, okay, so far so good on the four for five, but I also think it's a matter of, Whitey, 
if you can hit some big plays and some explosive plays, maybe you're not necessarily going to have to be as accurate at least initially, because you're you're offsetting that by by making you know by by putting points on the board when you are accurate and and you're accurate deep. So I think it was it was twofold. He was more accurate. That's a good sign. That's something I wanted to see, Whitey. But at the same time, it was also hey, if he can be accurate on a couple of deep balls a game, the Niners are going to score some points, and maybe you don't have to pick up as many of the third and sevens as you would with Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody else at, at quarterback. So the 49ers win 28-21. to 21. Trey Lance, we're going to hear from Trey Lance in just a, just a second here. Trey Lance plays a couple series, four for five, through a touchdown pass. And here is Trey Lance postgame on what he felt the 49ers accomplished last night. Just trying to get better. Same thing. You know, kind of the train camp mindset. Be efficient. Move the ball. Take care of the ball. Man, give those guys a chance. Offensive line did a great job. The young guys did a great job. Man, it's, it's a lot more fun to win. To me, J.D., two of the biggest concerns for the 49ers going forward here are the fact that you've got an inexperienced quarterback. There's every reason to hope and believe he's going to be a really good one. I think he's going to be. But we, we just don't know yet, especially this year. And you also have an offensive line with some question marks. Those two things obviously can... They can exacerbate each other. A quarterback who's inexperienced can make things tougher on offensive line that is inexperienced, which in turn can make things tougher on the quarterback. So that's why last night, uh, that was a relief. Again, just one preseason game. But for all the talk, understandably, of Trey, Danny Gray, who's so exciting. He's going to be so much fun to watch. I mean, a guy like Spencer Burford continuing to hold down the right guard slot. I mean, that's huge for the 49ers. No, it is. It it really is, and I I think you know I'm I don't care if it was against the Packers twos and threes because for the most part, and I know some of the the offensive line players were were out there as as far as the the interior guys that are fighting for jobs and and roles with with this 49ers team, but but you look at I mean he hits Danny Gray who's going to be maybe the fourth wide receiver going going into things a deep threat and somebody that provides a, a different element but I like the fact that that Kyle Shanahan kept him out there for a couple of series kept him out there for for 11 plays and didn't seem to be too concerned about the fact that it was a hodgepodge of different players and different places on the 49ers depth chart he went out and still got him his reps I do think he as he alluded to after the game maybe would have liked to have kept him out there a little bit longer but it was it was time to get him out you don't want to risk it obviously he had the, the slide uh, on a play where you're thinking oh this could be a little bit uncomfortable but but he does get down and and, and slide uh which I think is a, a positive sign so I think all things considered Last night's a really productive and and I would say somewhat needed. I, I know I'm maybe a little bit more in the minority on that, but but I wanted to see Trey Lance look more like the high end mm-hmm. parts of camp, and he did last night because there's been some high end stuff, and there's been some times where he's struggled with the accuracy or missed throws, or, or or maybe things haven't all looked right. I think there's a lot of different reasons for it. It's not a statement to the fact that he's going to have a bad season or anything like that, but I wanted to go out and see him against a different team and especially against a different team's second and maybe third stringers to, to look, to look good, to look the part. And I thought he did last night. So I I think, I think that's a a really good sign and exactly what you wanted to see. If you're a 49er fan from the second year quarterback, 888-957-9570 Trey Lance last night. Did you breathe a sigh of relief? Did you feel like, yeah, of course he's going to do that. 
Or were you more, you know what, let's not get excited yet. I got the sense, J.D., and by the way, I can't believe this. We had Al Guido on this week. This is the ninth year that the 49ers are playing at Levi's. Uh, I mean, I know factually you look at it, yeah, it just is, but it seems like, wow, they've been there nine years. I still tend to think of that as the new stadium. Uh, that said, you know, football season always in a way seems to sneak up on us. Wow, it's football again. But I know some people, and I think uh, Joe Shasky was tweeting about this, for a lot of 49er fans, it seemed like a long, really long off season. this one in particular. I think a lot of that is because 49er fans feel like, all right, here we go. Just as Kyle Shanahan's offense, you know, you got a play that sets up a play that sets up the next play, then you get your shot downfield. I think that everything is set up for the 49ers to have Kyle Shanahan's best roster that he's had since he's been here. He's got his guy at quarterback down. I know he's still learning how to play the position, but I think the 49ers right now are poised to have, they're poised to be one of the best teams in the league for the next two, maybe three years. You never know in the NFL, obviously, with injuries, but I think fans are sensing that. Last year, they came so close to getting back to the Super Bowl. Now I know we still have someone of the Jimmy drama, but ultimately we know pretty much how that's going to go. But with Trey there, the defense playing, uh, as well as they look like they're going to play. I think 49er fans feel like this is it. This is Kyle has been setting us all up and setting up the league for this shot this year. This could be the best 49er team we've seen in years. Yeah, and, and a lot of that will be determined on what they get from the quarterback yes. position. Yes, sir. I, it's, all, it's, all inter- you know, it, it's all intertwined, and I think they do believe, though, and, and this is something that I've said a lot, in the lead-up to to last night's game. To your point, I think they really do believe they are so talented in other areas that they are going to be able to withstand up-and-down performances with Trey Lance. It's kind of like what we talk about with the Warriors on the the two-timeline plan, or or the win-and-develop plan is probably more accurate. The Warriors wanted to win and develop, and I think the 49ers are in a position where they believe they can win and develop Trey Lance at the same time this season. They're good enough to overcome the fact that maybe there are going to be some ups and downs from him that ultimately will get him in the future years to a level where he can become more of a consistent carrier like you want your franchise quarterback to be. Mm-hmm. 888-957-9570. John Dickinson with us. He was at the game last night uh, along with me, Whitey Gleason. Let's go to JB. <laughs> JB in San Jose on 95.7 The Game. JB, how excited were you about the 49ers last night? I'm not impressed. I mean, um, Trey Lance, uh, the deep ball was impressive, but those passes on the flat, uh, you know, the swing passes, uh, those short passes was just off target, and they had too much, um, and it, it was hard. It was an assault pass. Jimmy can throw those passes really good, and what the part I don't understand is, if Kyle Shanahan knows this is his weakness, why is he giving him the plays that he knows is a weakness and they cannot fix it in training camp? Why is it the problem is not being fixed? And also, number seven looked really good. Nate Subfield, I think mm-hmm. that's his name. He looked really, really good. So Trey Lance um, has a long way to go. He got to make those short passes, and it has to be accurate with a soft touch. Um, but um, overall, I still like Jimmy G. All right. Thank you, JB. Appreciate that. I think, 
Uh, wow. JD, if it, <laughs> you can't really avoid, if your quarterback isn't great, if you feel like he needs work on some of the shorter passes, you can't just have him not throw them, right? I mean, you, you can't just take those uh, out of the office. I will say this to, to the Sudfeld part of uh, JB's comments. I think we really saw last night why Sudfeld's here, especially on some of the play action stuff, the rollout stuff. That's a staple of the Shanahan offense. Uh, the bootleg, play fake, and then the bootleg. And Sudfeld's just very well versed in this offense. So I've been wondering about that too, because you have a quarterback in Trey Lance who is not, we just don't know. He's not a proven commodity. And then a backup who also has never started a game. But I think we saw last night just reinforcing the notion that 49ers love Sudfeld as a backup because they really feel he's very well equipped to run this offense. I, and the real situation as far as Sudfeld is if he had to play for three or four games do you feel like you could win enough of them to not have it wreck your season like if he has to play four games can you go can you go two two and two if he has to play five games can you go two and three and we'll see I thought you know there were times where maybe he held the ball a little a little too long which we've seen Mm -hmm. uh, that be a trait of other 49er backup quarterbacks in the in the Kyle Shanahan era but uh, yeah he looked competent, which I think is is a positive. I think that was another good sign to, to come out of the game last night is the fact that if if he did have to play a couple of games, and you never know until he actually does, and I think there are a lot of backup quarterbacks that play in the preseason, look fine in practice, and, and Sudfeld's had a good camp. Uh, and I mean, he's he looked last night a lot like he's looked at training camp. So he does seem to be a, a steady, competent, backup quarterback but uh let's slow our roll a little bit jb on on it sounded like jb was was ready for a, a yes. quarterback controversy yes. already between sudfeld and lance come on man sounds like jb is just a fan of jimmy g all around yep. and doesn't care for lance because the way he was kind of tearing him apart right there it just sounds like he doesn't care for lance either either way i think you got that right camp yeah sudfeld last night jd i think the answer to your question and i know this has been written about could they make it through three, four games with Sudfeld as the as the quarterback if something happened to Trey? I think it would depend on who they're playing. I mean, not to not to you know dodge the question, but if they're against good teams, ooh, I don't think you want to see that. And I'll say this for Sudfeld: last night he threw a lot of passes that are like he's playing catch with a twelve year old. You know, it's like nice, soft little flu. Let me let me float this in there. Um, so you know, dif- different offenses, different circumstances may dictate harder throws, but I'm waiting to see more of that. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Is this Dariff in San Francisco? Dariff, you got a rebuttal to JB? What's up? Uh, how you guys doing? Thank you for taking my uh-huh. call. Um, you know, he, he kind of went a little hard on Trey. Trey had a good preseason debut. He went out there. Yeah, the flats. He over, you know, overthrew it, but that's timing, and that's going to come later down the line. Shepard, he had a good game, but remember, he's playing against the second and third back, uh, down people, so it's not too much. Trey's going to be good. Jimmy G is still a great player, and I wish the best for him, but come on now. Sit over here and say Trey didn't have a good one, and the pass wasn't great. Everybody got electric about that game, man. Let's go Niners. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think poor JB is still dealing with the fact that Jimmy ain't going to be around. Correct me if I'm wrong, J.D., because I was wrong once a long time ago, so it has happened. Uh, but we talk about Jimmy G and that flat pass, and I think you and I have discussed this. I remember even 2019, 2020, he'd have uh, like Tevin Coleman in the flat, and Jimmy would miss it. He'd be like wide open, no one near him, and Jimmy would throw it six feet over his head. Yeah, that has happened, but yeah. I think it's, it's t- I, 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 there are – 
look, Jimmy would have some bad misses at, at times. We all know and, and can picture a yeah. few of them at, yes. at many different levels. I do think, to JB's point, and this was sort of what I was getting at with respect to you can have completions that that are inaccurate. And I do think there were a couple last night on the short stuff that weren't weren't the they were they were caught but but they weren't necessarily accurate throws. I think that's just going to be the balance of having Trey Lance at, at quarterback Whitey. It's it he, there are just going to be throws like that in the short and intermediate that are not going to be accurate. And and the rhythm of the 49ers offense frequently is contingent on those throws being made. And you're right. We did see Jimmy Garoppolo struggle from time to time with that. But I think we also saw Jimmy Garoppolo be able to, to move the chains in, in certain games at a pretty high level w- with a lot of those throws. So I think if there is some it, it it's going to be an explosive offense i think but but it is going to be a maddening offense from time to time with some throws that that i think 49er fans are taking for granted that Trey Lance is going to make i think that's probably the best way to put it there's a lot of the 49er fan base that just think there's certain things Trey Lance will automatically as a baseline do better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And and that and yeah, throwing the ball to Danny Gray, 100%. But some of the other stuff that again, I think things I, I think fans at times take for granted he isn't necessarily going to do at the level that, that Jimmy Garoppolo did. And I think that's something that almost is going to have to be seen to be believed for some of the 49er fan base. And I think you did see it a little bit last night, even though a couple of those balls were were completed, talking about the short ones. Yeah, I, I, I've made my peace with the fact that Jimmy's moving on. I, I like Jimmy. I understand why they're moving on and tr- why Trey Lance is taking over. To the point you made, you're right on the money again, of course. And there are some things that Jimmy did that at least this year, maybe longer, but at least this year, are going to be missed. And one of them is the fact that Jimmy, when he was healthy, he was really good, J.D., on third down. And is Trey going to be able to do that? Well, we'll see. But to the point you just made, when you're not able to pick up third downs, then all of a sudden the offense starts to sputter. You go back to 2019, look at some of the uh, numbers Jimmy had on third down. That's what keeps the offense moving. So, yeah, we are going to have to work our way through a number of these things on the tech line oh from the 707 you you want a quarterback controversy jd how about this from seamus at hidden valley and thank you seamus for putting your name on it brock purdy looked better than sudfield stoked stoked for what i saw uh from jackson wilmack gray and buford could be their best draft class go niners so we got a backup quarterback uh controversy brock purdy looked better than sudfield according to seamus jd yeah, Brock Purdy definitely has the the Matt McGloin gene. There's there's no there's no doubt. And 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 look, I think at this point it's probably a little bit unfair to Brock Purdy to say that oh he's he's Matt McGloin. But that was a comp I know I I had I think day one I think Marcus Thompson out of practice dropped it uh, one day and but he does have a little of that moxie like i'm i'm supposed to be here you know i'm not like like you know call me mr irrelevant at your own peril uh-huh. everybody yeah and, and maybe with a couple of expletives mixed in there so that there is a there is a confidence that he has as a as a you know the guy that was picked last in the draft like i'm gonna stick in the league and and so i, I think you like that in in your third sure. string quarterback that you're 
probably going to have to cut to try and get back on your practice squad. 888-957-9570. Frank in Woodland with us on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Frank, what's going on in Woodland today? Frank! Oh, we lost Frank in Woodland. That's uh, you know that's where sometimes they have those uh, CHP planes, JD, and then you go through Woodland. It's like, yeah, they, they pull you over. I didn't even see it. Yeah, they got you from the airplane. So... Hopefully that's not what happened to Frank there. Uh, 888-957-9570. Yeah, the 49ers with the win last night. What does it mean? Can it mean anything uh, preseason game like that? Especially now that you only have three. And as you mentioned, J.D., that that wasn't the the Packers' top unit we saw out there, but some real positive signs from, from Trey Lance. And I thought, I don't know if this means anything, the 49ers played with great energy last night. And Trey Lance, for some of his inaccuracies, he led last night. He had a lot of poise, and I thought the 49ers, I know it was just preseason game. They Overall, for what it's worth, in the first game, they look good, J.D., and they look kind of a little more, I think, uh, buttoned up than I, than I expected they would in their first preseason game. Well, and that's been problematic, I think, at times early in the season in, in the Shanahan era. They haven't always looked buttoned up. Mm-hmm. I know they did get off to the 8-0 start in 2019, but a lot of that was because the defense was just flat-out dominant and the offense came along for the ride really 50% of the time. And then as the year went on, the offense got a, a lot better. But I, I, I think there's been a real, a real focus in training camp at flying around and playing with an edge, just on, mm-hmm. on all, you know, pl- playing with a physicality that I think a lot of teams in the league can't match. Because they don't bring that level, but they also aren't as talented to, to keep hitting you with it repeatedly. So I, I think that's been a focus of, of everything. That, that edge that, that, you know, Fred Warner talking to everybody and, you know, Brandon Ayuk and, and Warner mixing it up at practice. Like, I, I, think that, I think that Kyle Shanahan wants these guys really getting right up to the line and maybe occasionally going over it to where they have to be brought back. And I, I thought they did play with that kind of mm-hmm. fury last night, even in a preseason opener, which is something that, it, frankly, it's something that championship teams do. Championship teams bring that that level of, of intensity on a week-in, week-out basis. And I think the Niners have that. They have a, it, it, There's a swagger to it as yep. well. Like This team knows they're pretty good. And, and can do some big things this season. Yeah, and it has to be a tremendous relief for players on both sides to actually be in a game where you can tackle people, right, J.D.? I mean, I know, uh, you know, and when you, you scrimmage against another team, you can't, but for a lot of the drills, it's like we don't bring people down. So to be in a game where you can tackle people, uh, I, I saw the 49ers defensively. I think there was just, to a degree, they were celebrating that a little bit last night. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right, and and that group has been tremendous to to this point, and I just it, it to me it's all systems go. I I thought there was a lot to really like about what the 49ers brought to the to the table last night, from Trey Lance to Danny Gray to Womack to others, just a real real good building block off of uh, the first couple of weeks of, of training camp and now propelling him into heading to Minnesota and those those joint practices. Yeah, and Don and SF with a question here, and then we'll take a timeout. Both the road preseason games are on turf. Would not expect to see many starters playing. Yeah, J.D., how much, based on what Kyle Shanahan has said, how much are we going to see, how much more Trey Lance are we going to see in this preseason? I think you're not going to see him 
next week. I do think you're going to see him in Houston a little bit, but I think with the way that the schedule is for the 49ers, and that game in Minnesota is a week from today, so they've also got the the joint practices with the Vikings that are going to be Wednesday and Thursday in the in the lead-up to that game, Whitey. But it was more, I think, about the fact that the third preseason game comes so quickly after the second preseason game to where you don't want to have guys play a bunch in the Saturday game a week from today and then have them play again in a game that's, what, four days later. So I think the the reality with that is treat the joint practices as the most important thing. Mm -hmm. Those are earlier in the week, and then give guys sort of the weekend off, but gear them up to actually play them a little bit again in that final game, which at that point would be 13 days away from the last time they played in the in the game that was played last night. Coming up, forget Broadway Jimmy, but is Cleveland still in play? And in the aftermath of last night's win, you excited at all by what you saw last night, or do you not get excited about the preseason? 888-957-9570. Whitey Gleason, John Dickinson on 95.7 The Game. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back to 95-7, the game. 49ers with the preseason opening win last night, 28-21 over the Packers. John Dickinson was there. Whitey Gleason, John Dickinson on 95-7, the game this morning. Uh, what do you think? 888-957-9570. Maybe you don't think much of it. Hey, preseason, relax, guys. Or I think this is how you, you, you saw it, J.D. You tell me. But I feel like, you know, that all things considered, uh, right now, any positive out of Trey Lance is something you can really feel good about. A sigh of relief that he looked as good as he did last night. A lot of work still uh, for him to get accomplished. But I thought the 49ers, for what it was, first preseason game, looked very solid last night. 
They did, and, and I was one that, that wanted to see a, a better level or a more consistent level from Trey Lance than I'd seen in all the days that I'd been out at, at training camp, and I do feel like I saw that with the, the four or five line, mm-hmm. with the deep ball. I mean, he's missed some deep balls in in practice, and look, those I, I throw those out, right? You're working on things, and, and maybe the timing's a little bit off because you're going up against a, a defense that, that can be as elite as the 49ers, the secondary for the Niners especially the ones, are really good. And so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt maybe on some deep balls that, that get a little bit overthrown or the timing is off. But to see him be able to to hit Danny Gray the way that, that Danny Gray did. and Trey to Gray, Danny baby. Gray be, right? Trey to Gray. To, yeah, turn on the Jets mm-hmm. like he did. I mean, that's uh, – look, I, I just – I think it was really – I wanted to see more from Trey than I've seen, and I, I've used the term, and it's subjective. At times, I, I've thought it was that Trey would be far farther along, that it would look at training camp as if he was farther along, as if things were a little bit more smooth. I thought he looked smooth last night in his 11 snaps. I mean, he got the slide down. He hit the deep ball. There were a couple of shorties that were that were accurate. That there were a couple that maybe weren't that were still completions. Like all in all, that's exactly what I wanted to see from Trey Lance. And and I'm somebody that that believed he had to show a little bit more based on the way things have have been. I think relatively inconsistent at, at training camp. Some good some good plays, but also a lot of plays that make you think, huh, maybe this team could have a little bit of trouble moving the chains from time to time. That's very significant because you're there at practice every day. Uh, and I know we're getting some mixed signals. Some people in the media, you know, put down and and, and post his stats of his completion percentage uh, in camp, and others say that is meaningless. But to have someone who's there seeing it, as you are, to say, yeah, his his accuracy hasn't been what hopefully it will be. Um, that's important. And then to see him uh, perform as well as he did last night on the right track. To me, JD, the biggest thing about. Uh, Trey Lance and his accuracy is the fact that we just found out, what, a week ago, how much he struggled last year uh, to grip the football after he broke his finger in the final preseason game, couldn't grip the football properly, therefore couldn't throw the ball properly, therefore got some into some arm issues. So he's not even as far along as he should be at this point. And again, I, I, that's why I think last night, I'm not trying to be negative and say, oh, this won't work. I'm saying, well, that was a really good sign because this is still to a degree, an open question as to how accurate he can be at least, at least in the early part of this season. Yeah, it sounds like he he changed his grip to compensate for the injury, and then he developed some bad habits with the grip that were maybe leading him to not be as accurate as he wanted to be, and the 49ers had recognized it, and they're trying to get him off of the habit that he got into because of the injury. Mm -hmm. So much of this season is also about him getting better. It's it's the it's the win and develop portion of it that I mentioned in the first segment. It it's can he be a better quarterback in week five than he is in week one? How much better can he be September eleventh when they kick it off at Soldier Field in Chicago than he was on July twenty seventh when they took the practice field in Santa Clara for the first time? How how much better is he by Thanksgiving than he is at the beginning of October, like all of those markers as this team develops its identity for 2022 are in play. And I think it's it's not so much about how good he is now, although I think he can be good, but it's 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 what level can he get to 
by the end of this year that maybe could make the 49ers a much more dynamic football team than they've been even in the years where they've won a lot of games with Jimmy Garoppolo. J.D., it's just um, I just shake my head because we go through this every year, and I do it too, but you talked about the 49ers' identity. And we know that as fans, some of us tend to think of the 49ers, Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, great quarterbacking. But this team with Kyle Shanahan as the coach, the identity of this team has to be we run the ball down your throat and we smash you in the face defensively, right? That's And, of course, you've got to have good quarterback play on top of that. But that's really the identity of any Kyle Shanahan team that is performing. And he's a great offensive coordinator, and he comes up with great plays, we know. But basically, it comes down to we're going to run the ball down your throat, and we're going to smash you in the face defensively. And I think now they believe they can hit you with a deep ball. Yeah. That, that I know Kyle Shanahan bristled, and we probably have the cut, he bristled at the notion, I think it was Tim Kalakami that, that asked, are there plays that you can go to now that, that you couldn't go to before? And I, you know, Shanahan had said, well, Jimmy can throw the ball far. Like, you know, that, <laughs> and, and, but, it, but it just doesn't look necessarily the same. And I think he's trying to, to take up for Jimmy as, as much as possible uh, on the way out the door, which I think is a, an admirable thing to do. But... I go back to something Brandon Ayuk said very early on in training camp, which is the threat of the deep ball setting up. He didn't even go to the deep ball, but it was, yeah, we start throwing some deep balls, and it gets us all of the underneath stuff that we really like as an offense and Kyle likes to call, and I think that works in line with hitting you in the mouth and running the football. If you can stretch the defense deep, it gives you more opportunities to do the short stuff in the passing game, but it also gives you more opportunities to, to really hit a team in the mouth with, with the run game. That that verticality is yeah. just something that, you know, no offense to Jimmy, but it, it hasn't been there. I mean, that's something I think even the most, the biggest Jimmy Garoppolo fan would tell you, that that is the one thing that hasn't been there for him in his time as the 49ers quarterback. Comcast Business, text line wide open, 888-957-9570. Uh, let's see. Carlos and Concord says, have you guys mentioned the fact that Trey Lance slid for the first time in his life on that seven-yard scramble? We have mentioned that. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Trey Lance said, I've never had to do that before. We're going to get, I think, here to what you were just talking about there, J.D., what Kyle had to say comparing Trey uh, with Jimmy. But first, here is Kyle Shanahan's post-game evaluation of Trey Lance. Seems solid. You know, the first play didn't have one, made a good scramble. It was nice to come down with that third down play to Danny. So he did some good things. It was a good first game. Wish we had kept him out there more, but got to get him out. Mm-hmm. You, you agree with that, Coach uh, Dickinson? Solid performance? Yeah. I, I, would, I would even I even think Kyle Shanahan was maybe downplaying it a, a little bit, I, I think, which is good. I'd rather have Kyle Shanahan up there tamping down yeah. what looked to be a good performance then what I do feel like we've seen a lot at camp, and this is something I've said filling in for, for Steiny a couple yeah. of times and on other shows, I do think there's been a tendency for some over-explanation or excuse-making as to why maybe things haven't looked right at practice from time to time. At some point, it just has to look good. And I think the fact that you had Kyle Shanahan up there on the podium almost tamping down yeah. the performance as opposed to coming up with answers as to why it wasn't as good as as you would want it to be. I think that's also a, a very good sign. The other part that I really agreed with, Whitey, 
I wanted to see him play more. I'm glad Kyle Shanahan said that, and I think he doubled down on it later in the press conference. If, if memory serves, like you want to, you want to play him the whole game, you know that, that kind of thing. <laughs> and 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 I'm I, I like the fact that that Kyle thinks that way because he needs the reps above all. But you also see at times where it did get a little bit nerve wracking. I mean, the play where he slid, I'm watching that play thinking. And I, you know, Trey had mentioned the sidelines yelling, "Get down, get down, get down!" But in my head, I'm thinking, "Get down, get down, get down." Mm-hmm. Great point by you, because I think we all have heard Kyle Shanahan um, talk enough now, where we have a pretty good idea where he's coming from. Quite often, and I've said this before, I think for the most part, he's about as honest as any head coach manager going today. And I know Ray disagrees with me on that. Ray says, you can't believe any of them at any time. I think Kyle, for the most part, he kind of gives you an indication what he's really thinking. But to your point, not to make too much of this, but when he would talk about Jimmy and how good Jimmy was, he would tend to over-explain. You know, like, Jimmy, well, we win with Jimmy. And you know that he's like, you're trying to convince us of this or something that you don't believe. But right there, he did have an energy in his voice, so he was excited. Like, oh, I thought he was solid. And clearly what he's really thinking is, yeah, I thought he played really well. So it's uh, if you speak Shanahanese as you clearly do, I think he was pretty happy with his quarterback's play last night. Yeah, even even borderline giddy yeah. to the point where yes. I got to turn it down. I got to turn this. <laughs> I got to turn this down a notch because yep. I don't want people to think that I'm too happy about the way that he played. Because you know, it wasn't perfect. Right. It wasn't perfect. Although he did have the perfect one. What one fifty eight point three quarterback rating. Yeah. Woo. Now that's one of those things. Why in the world is the game he had that was perfect? I don't know. Doesn't make sense. But here is Kyle Shanahan last night comparing Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo. Not really. I mean, I think that was an undervalued thing with Jimmy. Jimmy could throw the ball and throw it real far. So, I mean, I think everything's been available with was available with Jimmy. It is with Trey. But there's different types of styles. And I think our team will figure that out as it goes. And I think you guys will see the difference as it goes. Yeah, so again, they question there. Is Tim Kawakami, you say? J.D.? Was yeah. Like, yeah. So, does he throw the ball further than Jimmy, or does that give you a, a, a dimension that you didn't have with Jimmy? Eh, not really. <laughs> so, again, just what we're talking about, classic uh, Shanahanese right there. No, I, I think it's good, and I think, I think the other part of that answer that stood out was the fact that, hey, this is going to be, for the most part, the same offense, which we had the caller right off the top of the show concerned about the short throws. Our buddy JB yeah. concerned about some of the short throws and throws that were caught that maybe were still a little bit inaccurate. I think it's a good sign, though, still that they're going to be running that offense. I think where you are going to see the difference is they're, they are going to throw more deep balls. I mean, let's, let's, just, let's just be honest about it. They're going to throw more deep balls, but the other part is his ability, and you were not going to see any of this last night, but it's the designed runs. That's the one thing from being out of training camp that has surprised me a little bit as camp has gone on. I think they are going to run him by design a little bit more than I would have anticipated to keep the defense off balance. Are they and, are they and, designed runs, JD? Pardon me, but are are they designed runs or RPOs or some combination there? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's zone read stuff. It, it's it it's zone read stuff, but but I do think they are. I mean, those are designed runs. I mean, option. The, the okay. option for him yeah. to run is yeah. is is a designed run, whether he winds up giving the ball to somebody else or not. Uh, but I do think there are times, and I think. Kyle Shanahan, this is where I do believe he is honest to, to that point, is he says there are, and said, I think the first day of training camp, before they'd even been out on the practice field, 
because of Trey's skill set, because of his natural talent, because of his ability to get away, there are times where you can call a very simple zone read type of a play and just pick up seven yards. Like just based on the way the defense is playing, like yeah. it's it it's just easy yards and it frustrates the defense and it's just another thing that they have to worry about. I, I thought they would not want to put Trey in, in harm's way, but I think as camp has gone on, more of those plays have gone in, and it does lead me to think that maybe he's gonna he's gonna call more of those plays and have more have maybe more of those packages that we thought we were gonna see last year with him just popping into the game for Jimmy Garoppolo. Those those plays are gonna be in the mix for him even as the QB one. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Whitey Gleason, John Dickinson. Uh, basking in the afterglow of a 49er preseason win. Not everybody excited, though. We heard earlier from JB who said, yeah, uh, Trey isn't making throws that Jimmy would make in his sleep. And how about this here from the, let's see, from the 415. Too many excuses being made. We have a ready-to-win team, and yet we have a work in progress. All of Kyle's big losses, in all of them, the play calling is horrible and play execution. He did overthrow Sanders in the Super Bowl. So I get the point there, J.D., getting back to your comparison between what the 49ers are doing and what the Warriors are doing. You've got a team, to the Texas point, this team should be ready to win right now. Here we go. And you've got a quarterback that isn't ready yet. So this particular texter uh, says, hey, we, we no excuses for Trey Lance. He's got to be ready to win right now. I do think he has to be ready to win at the playoff level right now. And and let me let me be clear, at the getting the 49ers into the playoffs level. Once you get into the playoffs, I, I'm not going to hold it over Trey Lance's head. If he gets into the playoffs, he has a terrible first playoff game. A lot of really good quarterbacks have had terrible first playoff games. That's, that's a conversation for the middle of January, though. I, I do think, and, and this is where I, they have to win. Like, they won 10 games last year and got into the playoffs. They have to make the playoffs this year. Like, oh, this yeah. year, like, yes. they're so talented, and that's where, and, and whether you want to put that on Trey not being good enough if it didn't happen, or or Kyle, I do think injuries would be a, a, a component to that if they don't make it. But let's not get it twisted, Whitey. Let's not get it twisted at all. This team has to make the playoffs for it to be a successful season, even with Trey Lance. I think the number is is 10 wins. I think that's the the target number. Now, to the Texter's point, and maybe there are some 49er fans that feel this way, well, you know, the 10 wins could be 12 if you know this year, maybe if it was somebody else or 13, maybe if if somebody else was the quarterback, but I don't think you can get as caught up in that because they are they are taking this year in a sense as a year where maybe they can't quite win the Super Bowl but that's going to allow them to be much more equipped in future years because of the development of Trey Lance to win the Super Bowl. We got to see exactly how it shakes out, but if this team gets into the playoffs even if it's as a wild card team, that's a successful season and then and then we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I think the bar's a little higher than that. I think if you got in and lost in the first round, I think that'd be a disappointment. Now, I know to a degree it's ridiculous to have this conversation before the season's even started. You don't know how it's going to happen. Was somebody hurt? What happened? But I think given that uh, you're in the window, we talk so much, especially in terms of the Warriors, about championship windows, the window on an NFL team is so narrow. And when it's open, it doesn't stay open for long. 
the the 49ers I think have realistically a window next two maybe three you know three years as you know JD in the NFL that's a long freaking time because there's so many things that can go wrong I think the window is partly open now and I think they have to make strides towards getting through that this year I don't think if you come up short this year well the quarterbacks he's learning I I don't know I don't think that I I don't, I don't think uh, your your fan base is going to buy that so I think Trey Lance my opinion has to win now, which you should be able to, given what we expect from the running game. Elijah Mitchell with a hamstring, by the way, keep an eye on that. And from the defense, he has to win now, and he has to be much better in the second half of the season than he is right now. I think if that's the case, then everything's on track. I think he does need to get better, but he still may be not at a level where he can he can win playoff games. I know a lot of people are saying, well, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't help him win playoff games. And and the Niners had to win a certain way in the playoffs. What I'm getting at is they may have to win in a similar way that, than they did with Jimmy Garoppolo to win in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. And, and that doesn't always, we've seen, that doesn't always work. And there's a fine line and there's things that can go wrong. And, and you know, maybe Trey Lance doesn't, maybe his bad plays are bad enough to where they do cost you games or maybe he doesn't have the ability to bounce back the same way that that Garoppolo did Garoppolo even in some of those games where it looked as if they didn't totally trust him he still made a couple of big plays here or there that helped them win the game and so I think you know the revisionist history of well Garoppolo didn't help him at all and he only hurt him I mean that to me is is a joke I'm not holding Trey Lance necessarily accountable for this season to having to be better than Jimmy Garoppolo in all of those areas? Eventually, yes. And I think by 2023, you're hoping that he's on the path of a Josh Allen or a Pat Mahomes or a Justin Herbert or like you you want to see by next year, hey, this guy's a stud. Yes. And and we're going to win 10 games just because he's on the roster and he's our quarterback. I do think, though, Whitey, that 2022 has a little bit of a different grading scale. You have to win. You have to make the playoffs. But you also have to account for the fact that Trey Lance may ultimately be the reason this season why this team can't get over the hump and win a Super Bowl. I hate even putting that out there because it, do, it does sound bad. But That's it's fair. But it's just... It's just being real. Trey Lance may be the reason this team can't win the Super Bowl this year. See, I think if that happens, and I understand your point, I think it's a fair point. If that happens, I think that's on Kyle Shanahan because I think everything else Mm. is Super Bowl ready. And if this is the calculation and this is the way you drew it up where, wow, the guy that you spend all that draft capital on, he's not quite good enough. If that's the case, I think that would be on Kyle. But we'll see. Obviously, we got a lot of pizza uh, left in the box. You made another really great point that I want to circle back to because we talk about Jimmy and things that they're going to miss and there are going to be things, no matter how good Trey Lance is, I think it's only reasonable to think some of the things Jimmy did will be missed. You talked about his ability after a bad play to bounce back and, and have a good make a good player, have a good game. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Kurt Warner was on the station and I asked him that question. What are they going to miss about Jimmy? That's what he said. Obviously, he knows a thing or two about how important that is. He says, Jimmy can make a bad throw and then, boom, it's forgotten. And it's not easy to do. So we'll see uh, if Trey Lance can do that. By the way, um, as far as Jimmy goes, we touched on this earlier right at the top of the show, the kickoff of the show. Yesterday, J.D., and I know you texted me from from, uh, Levi's, it looked like maybe the quarterback market was heating up a little bit. The Jimmy G market was heating up. We do have word today from the Jets 
um, that looks like they've avoided a worst-case scenario with Zach Wilson's knee. Looks like um, they, they were fearing, you know, season-ending injury. MRI results came back, and J.D. apparently, according to Schefter and others, it's a meniscus injury that's only going to leave him uh, sidelined for probably a, a number of weeks rather than months, right? Yeah, two to four weeks, although he is going to have arthroscopic surgery that will determine the length, whether it's more on the two side or, or more on the four side once once they get in there. And yeah, it is a meniscus injury, so I think he's going to get the, the meniscus shaved down to be able to, to come back in, in short order. But yeah, initially it was... Did he tear his ACL? Is he out for the season? Could the Jets be in play to maybe go put Jimmy Garoppolo with with Robert Sala again and and have the Jets go from there? I wonder if the Jets would even believe, though, Whitey, that they're good enough to where getting somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo would matter. I, mm-hmm. and, and only they really know the, the, the answer to that question. Like If they still think they're in a rebuild and they're not good enough to be a playoff team, even with Jimmy Garoppolo, then to me you don't waste any draft capital in an attempt to go get him if you're the Jets. Now, if you think, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and the rest of this team looks better than originally anticipated, then maybe you would be inclined to to go do it. Yeah, and apparently Connor Hughes, who is a uh, beat writer covering the Jets, and I'm not sure if this is before the MRA information came out or not, but he said, I've heard two to three weeks, best case, four to six Worst case, uh, he will miss time. So, yeah, that's the latest on Zach Wilson. As of last night, it looked like, wow, if he is going to be out for the rest of the season, then maybe Jimmy G's in play. So it doesn't seem likely that the Jets, it's a great point you raised. Why, if 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 you're not going to be that good anyway, why would you go out and get Jimmy Garoppolo? Do you think Cleveland's still in play? We're probably going to find out this week um, how long the Deshaun Watson suspension is going to be. I would bet money, maybe not my money, maybe Cam's money, but I'd bet somebody's money that it's going to be long, maybe a full season. I think the NFL really wants to take a stand on this, whether they get sued or not. So I think, and, and Deshaun Watson, why he played last night, I'm, I question the wisdom of that. He was terrible. It was a bad look. He did apologize uh, for his actions to, I guess, a Brown site. I think he's going to be out for a long time. He's going to miss most, if not all, of this year. I think Jimmy G may be back in play for the Browns this week. I think you're probably right about that. And I'm with you as far as the fact that he will be – the suspension is going to be a yeah. year at once it's all said and done, I think, and maybe a year and a fine. They want to make sure that, that this six games thing goes away quickly and, and that the punishment seems to be much more more in line with the, the public outcry that, that, that came from – when the original six-game suspension w- was decided. I think that does put the, the Browns back in play because, remember, they're the one team that could fit his entire contract under their salary cap. So I think they they and they also believe that they're a pretty good team that, that can go try to win, and they know who their quarterback's going to be the following year, so it would be a nice opportunity for Garoppolo. Garoppolo's a better quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. So I, I'm with you. I think that could wind up being, in many ways, an ugly, unfortunate situation by all accounts, but a situation that, that winds up maybe salvaging some value that the 49ers would have lost completely in the way that this whole Garoppolo thing played out. And they would love for him to go somewhere other than within the division. 888-957-9570. Niners feel better about their two biggest worries of the season after last night. 
What did you think? You allow yourself to get excited or, hey, come on, guys. Come on. We're better than that. It's the preseason. 888-957-9570. Whitey Gleason, John Dickinson, 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 